0: So, the title of my message this morning, this is a standalone message, but the title of my message this morning is entitled Knowing When to Run. Knowing When to Run. You know, we live in a a world where we run. We run all the time. Uh, People run for office, people uh, run through the drive thru. Would you just run through the drive thru? I mean, it's not enough that it's fast food, we have to run through the drive thru. We uh, run out of money, we run on empty, we run out of gas. Uh, my dad used to tell me, you know, I would run my car until I completely ran out of gas a lot of times. And I remember I, sometimes I, would, I had it down to a science where I could drive to the top of Whipple all the way to the top of the hill. Uh, and, then, and then kind of just glide down the hill uh, to uh, Everhard and Whipple and, and kind of just, just, just go all the way. If I could hit the light just right, I could go right into the hill. Uh, my dad said, son, you know that... You can actually, um, it costs the same amount of money to run on empty as it does on full. I said, What do you mean, Dad? He said, Well, it takes the same amount of gas. So you might as well just run on full as opposed to empty. And a lot of times in our life, we run on empty. We run on empty, we, we run, we run, we run, we run everywhere, we run all the time. I was thinking about all the different sports and with this being uh, Super Bowl Sunday, you know, uh, we run in most, in most uh, games, we run in football. You run, but you don't run all the time. You run, but you can't run uh, all the time. You uh, run in basketball, but you can't run out of bounds. If you run out of bounds, you're out of play. Uh, soccer, I think you run all the time. Uh, my favorite uh, of all the running uh, sports games is golf, <laughs> right? Yeah, golf is my favorite running sport. Um, uh, it, it, it's fun because in some ways you don't even have to walk if you get a cart. Um, it, it's, it's nice. It's, it's nice. You just, you get out, you hit the ball. Unfortunately for people like me, I need a cart because my ball goes everywhere. I, I, I get to check out every side of the golf course. I get to go over here. I don't get to go enough. You know, it's so funny because about the time you think you figured it out, the next time you do the same thing you did and it doesn't work anymore in golf. But, but we do a, a lot of you know basketball, baseball, football, soccer, uh, even um, some of the, the like cricket, um, rugby. They all run, but they don't run all the time. There's running that happens, but they don't run all the time. And what happens is we get so into running, 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 but to run... How do we run to win? How do we run to win? Now, I was with my sister um, back last year, and uh, she and I were going into this, this uh, store, and she was beside me, and she was doing like this. And so as she was doing that, I was doing this. And she was going, and I was going. And I said, is that you running? And she said, what is wrong with you? Talk to me like that. (laughs) Yes, this is me running. Do you remember Fred Flintstone? (laughs) How many don't remember Fred Flintstone? Because that will tell me how old you are. Fred Flintstone would always go before he actually even took off. And many of us are expending so much energy. So I'm to look at a few passages of scripture. The first passage I want to look at is Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Hebrews 12, 1. If we can bring that up on the screen. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us do what? What? Every what? Every what? Every what? Weight and the sin. Okay, hold on to that thought for just a minute. Because there's weight and there's sin. All right? There's weight and there's sin, which so easily ensnares us, traps us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let us run with what? Endurance. Now, when, when uh, Nan and I were students at Oral Roberts University, they used to make us run these, these uh, uh, three-mile field tests. Every, every semester, we had to run a three-mile field test. And uh, we had a friend, Corey Anderson. Some of you may know Lee and Corey used to be on staff with us, but Corey was struggling with that, that field test. And, and so just to even pass the semester, all the classes, you had to run the, the field test and pass. And so what happened was she got about halfway through and we were running it and she said, I can't do it. I can't do it guys, I can't do it. So I ended up going behind in front of her with holding her hands, running backwards. I ran half of the, half of the race backwards and Nan got behind her and pushed. The only thing that was important was that she got over the line. But I ran backwards, Nan ran behind her, and we got her over the line. It took that for her to get there, but somehow inside of her she had just, she she didn't have the endurance. She she couldn't do it. She didn't think she could do it. Bring, uh, Bring the scripture back up if you would. She couldn't do it. But Hebrews 12, one says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin. Have you ever tried to run with a backpack? How many military people do we have here? Isn't that fun? I mean, running with, now, now it's, it's enough, you know, what's funny is at this stage in my life, you know, there, there are days where I want to run, but I, I, I just found out a little while ago that I, I'm not really good at it anymore. And the way I found out was it started raining and I thought I would run to my car. And it seemed like it was faster for me to walk than to run. I mean, it was, I used to, could could like really, really run and I could, I could really do that. And and I was like, this is not good. This is, this is not good. I mean, I mean, for some people, they run like a gazelle, you know, it's like Eric Little. I feel his pleasure when I run, and he ( Regierung) said, "Remember, chariots of fire?" No, you don't. Okay, okay. Remember, uh, Bionic Man, and what was funny is they always showed him running in slow motion, but we're supposed to believe it was fast. And so, 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 uh, you know, I mean, it's like it's like some people run and they look like a gazelle when they run. It's like it's like rhythmic, rhythmic running. some people look like an elephant trying to do ballet. You know, it's like, it's, it's not good. And that was me. That was me. I was looking at myself in a reflection and I thought, this is not good. If people see me running like this, they're going to say, don't ever do that again. Just don't do that. But we carry so much weight. And, and so, so spiritually, some of us are carrying backpacks of weight. And it's not, it's not necessarily sin issues. It's not sin. It's, in fact, it's what other people did to us. It's what other people said about us. It's what other people put on us. Somebody put some stuff on you. This morning, we're going to take some stuff off. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to take the weight off. Look at your neighbor and say, get rid of the weight. Now, don't take that personal. I'm just saying, there's some weight that has been put on us that we're going to take off of us today. We're, not going to, we're, going to, we're going to learn when to run. We're going to know how to run. Running is important. Let's look at, at 2 Timothy 4.7. 2 Timothy 4.7. I have fought the good fight. i finished the race. I've kept the faith. This is Paul writing to Timothy. And Paul writing to Timothy uses, uses this, whole, this whole concept of running. And he, he, he applies the whole thing to running in life. And I can tell you the last few years, there, there's some moments in life where I'm having to run as hard as I can run. And some other moments where I feel like, I feel like I'm on a treadmill, like, like when, uh, when after an entire year of working with a a subcontractor on, on some stuff at, at the inn at Belden village, they call and say, sorry, this is too big for us. You'll need to get somebody else. You feel like you 're running, 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 and you 're getting nowhere after an entire year of working on one area like a like an hVAC, HVAC area then all of a sudden. They come back and say, all of these units have to be replaced too. And oh, by the way, they're custom. And they're custom and they're going to have to be custom made. And, and we're going to have to bring them in and individually put them in. When it's that kind of thing, when you're working on projects and you're working on things and it feels like you're running, running, running and it, you can't get it done. And, and people are wondering, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why, is, why can't you get this done? And why can't you get that done? And, and you're thinking, man, I, I've done everything I know to do sometimes sometimes you have to be still and know that God is God. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Do you not know that those who run in a race, in fact, read this with me. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize, run in such a way that you may obtain. Yeah. Run in such a way that that you're going to win. Somebody's going to win tonight. My dad used to tell people, come tonight. Don't don't stay home and watch the Super Bowl. Come to the service and I will tell you when you get here who's going to win. (laughs) Do you remember that, Sandy? He would say, I'm going to tell you who's going to win. You don't even need to watch. And people would come and they would say, who's going to win, Pastor? And dad would say, the one with the most points. sick. So how do you do this? Number one, you have to begin with a determination to finish well. Say finish well. Yeah, you you have to determine that I'm gonna finish this thing well. And so in order to finish this thing called life well, I'm going to make some mistakes along the way. Somebody's going to put some weight upon me along the way. I'm going to feel like it's hard to breathe sometimes. Like Corey, who said, I just can't do it. I'm going to need some people to help me do this thing. It's going to get difficult. In fact, anybody ever ran and all of a sudden you started having pain in your side and you grabbed a hold of your side just to even keep running? Know what I'm talking about? Three people know what I'm talking about. We're the sick ones. So... You've got to begin with a determination to run this, this thing well. Let's go to Philippians, let's go to Philippians three, verse fourteen. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Wait, let me read it again. This is how we read it here in America. I press towards the goal of getting the most money. See, there was a guy who passed away last Sunday, an athlete. They said his net worth was, uh, in terms of money, was worth half a billion, half a billion dollars. Early 40s, taken out like that. Part of it was that they were in a hurry. From the reports I read, the, the, uh, the pilot took off in the helicopter in the middle of a fog, and, and, and he couldn't see well. And the reports that I've seen now, unless it changes he 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 went up fast and then tried to take off quick and went into a hill. Cuz he was he was in a hurry. Now there's a there's a difference between running well and running wild running in a hurry. And some of the things we do in life do impact other people. They impact other people. And here's a guy he 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 ran and he ran and he ran and he, he made a lot of money and he did a lot of good things. And, and, and no disrespect to uh, Kobe Bryant. We appreciate the things he accomplished in his life. And, and, and I'm so sad at what happened. I'm sad for his wife. They said he went to church that morning before he went on his trip, not knowing that his race was just about over. We, we don't know individually. We, we don't know when our race is going to be over. All we know is that we got to run well every day. We, we don't know. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what today holds. We don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. And we know that we put our lives in God's hands and that and God, God has got his hand upon us. We, we run this race for the prize of what? Go back to the passage if you would. Go back to the verse if you would. Just, just leave them up till I tell you to put them down. Philippians 3.14, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's a place in God where God wants to take us. He wants to take us higher. He wants to take us further. He wants to take us uh, into his presence. And there's something beautiful about that prize. The prize is not what he has in his hand. The prize is what's in his heart. The prodigal, the prodigal thought the prize was his inheritance. And his inheritance in his mind was everything that his dad had for him. So he went to his dad and he said, dad, I want it all and I want it now. And so his dad divided his, his uh, whole estate in half and, and gave it to him, which he went out and squandered. And after he squandered it, he came running back and his dad loved him so much. He said, I'm not even, will- I'm not even worthy to be a servant. He said, no, 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 you're a son. It's a beautiful story. But the reality of the story is this. When the son came back, he realized, I don't want what's in my dad's hand. I want what's in his head and what's in his heart. I want to be like my dad. I want to, I want to share. I want to sew. I want to be like my father. I don't want to just have what my father had. I want to know how he got it so I know how to sustain it. So I know how to steward it. So I know how to, how to build it. So I know how to invest it. So I know how to bless other people with it. Cause while he was out there, he, he, he threw it all away. He sewed it into people who didn't really care for him. And when it was all said and done, they were done with him. He said, dad, I want to know you. I don't want to just know what you have. I want to know you. So the prize is not just the fact that we could get a blessing. God wants to bless us. How many know that? I mean, dads like to bless their kids and he wants you to be blessed. But the greatest blessing, I mean, this week I, I was thinking about my dad and I was thinking, man, I just would like a minute with dad. I would just like to ask him a few questions. I just like to know some how he would handle a few situations. I just like to ask him a few things. I just like a few more minutes with dad. But then I remembered that my dad learned everything he learned from his dad. Now, he learned a lot from my grandfather, but he learned it from his father God. They both learned it from father God. And I realized, you know what? I don't need to go to dad because dad taught me how to go to his heavenly father. And so the prize is, is, is that which I learned from my dad about my dad. Now, let's go to Colossians 1 verses 10 through 14 that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. You know, there's a lot of things that, that are important in life, but, but, but the second thing I want to tell you about runners is this. They always have a vision bigger than they are. They, they understand they've got to endure to the end, but, but they also have a vision that is bigger than they are. The bigger the vision the farther you can go, the greater you go. You've got to have a, a vision of where you're going. Um, each one of these teams that will be in the Super Bowl tonight had a vision of being in the Super Bowl. They didn't accidentally get there. It wasn't just a random thing. They're there because they made certain sacrifices. They're going to be there tonight because they had a vision of getting there. And they began to put those things into practice. And even when it felt like they couldn't do it, even games that looked like they were going to lose, they decided, I'm, I'm not losing because the vision is bigger than this game. I've got to win this game to get there. I've got to win this game to get there. You've got to win this game. Every day, it's a, it's, every day I have to have a win. When we congratulate kids who've, who've uh, finished you know, high school, And we say we celebrate the fact that that you got your diploma today. We're really not celebrating the day they got their diploma. We're actually celebrating every day they chose to study. We're actually celebrating every day that they prepared for a test. We're actually celebrating every day that they chose not to go out and party so they could have their mind as crisp and clear as they possibly could. We're celebrating every day that it took to get where they are. Listen. Some kids have more have, have have it easier than others. I get that. All of my kids uh, pursued excellence in school and did the best they could do. It seemed like it was easier for some than others, but they all pressed in to get there. And that's so important. We have to have a vision bigger than us. In uh, Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, let's look at that. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. The scripture says, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. Where there's no revelation in this passage, other passage says no vision, where there's no revelation, where there's no vision, people cast off restraint. In other words, they just do whatever they want to do. And we kind of live in that world today where people say, well, I'm just going to kind of do what I want to do. I'm gonna cast off restraint. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm just gonna live for today and whatever happens, happens. And if it just happens, you know, whatever, I'll deal with that tomorrow. But that kind of mentality doesn't help you to run the race and finish well. Let's look at Habakkuk two and verse two. Habakkuk two and verse two. And then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Listen. Write your vision down. Put it in fr- on your refrigerator, wherever it is. For me, it's the refrigerator. That's where I got to go every day, several times a day to see if it's still there. The refrigerator, wh- wherever it is for you, put your vision in front of you. I don't care what it is. It's a picture. Uh, I don't know if you know Deborah. Deborah Sims here, she she works with us at the end, but she has a picture on her desk, and it's a picture of a place she likes to go at least once a year down in South Florida. And that picture is something that she looks at when it snows in Northeastern Ohio. She looks at that picture and remembers, I'm working so I can go there. So I can hang out there. So I can have a good time there. It isn't the only thing she's working for. It's not her only vision and goal. But it, it cracks me up because it sits right there. It's her happy place. What's your happy place that you're running towards? What are you running for? What distractions are around? You know, if you're running, sometimes there'll be those who are yelling at you, distracting you. There'll be those who are trying to get you to stop. There'll be those who say that you, you, you can't do this. You're, you're not good enough. Whatever it is. You've got to, you've got to stay focused on the, on the vision that's in front of you. Joel two twenty eight. Joel two 28. Let's look at that. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my flesh, my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Listen, I don't want to get into the technicality and the theology of the words dreams and visions, but brother Dave still has visions. I have dreams. That'll get you. Now, Pastor Michael Kelly um, is a little older than me. He's a little older than me. Um, I think it's about a year and a half, but he actually looks a couple years older than me. Um, It's not true. It's not true. (laughs) I don't even know why I went there, and now he's on the stage, and so I'm just going to Keep uh, this thing going. But your, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. What's your vision? What's your dream? What's your heart? My heart is to see, along with Brother Dave and Pastor Michael Kelly and all the ones that were working together, my dream is to see this region saved. My dream is to see this area completely covered with the blood of Jesus. My dream is to see lives touched, bodies healed, Satan stopped, souls saved. My dream, my vision is to see ministries come together in fivefold harmony and begin to see the apostolic, prophetic, uh, pastoral, evangelistic teaching ministry come together in such a way that the world says, I want to be a part of that. I mean, my, my vision and my dream is to see systemic poverty eradicated in this area. Now, you can't make everybody want to come out of poverty, but you can believe for it and you can help people understand why they're where they're at. And if they choose to stay there, that's their choice. My dream is to see people who are filled with addiction and and, and addiction of every type In, in, in our community. So many addictions to see people set free by the power of a living God. My dream is to see uh, iniquity that has been in family households for generations broken. My dream is to see people run. Now, 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 now watch this. Sometimes the Bible says that you got to run. In fact, it says flee youthful lusts. So, so sometimes we're, we're we're running because we're running away from what the enemy's offering us. Sometimes we're running away. Sometimes he says be still and know that I'm God. Sometimes he says, Stand your ground. You got to know when to run and you got to know when to stand. You got to know. You, you can't run all the time. We, we run, run, run. We run amuck. We run here. We run there. We run all over the place. But at some point, we've got to say, Okay, God, teach me how to run so that it impacts somebody else. Somebody's watching you run. Please don't watch me run. <laughs> Somebody's watching you run. Hmm. There's so many things I'd like to say to you today. There's so much in my heart. Hmm. The third thing I want you to understand about running is that if you're going to run, you've got to take care of yourself. Exactly. You've got to take care of yourself spiritually. Look at 1 Peter 2, verse 1 and 2. First Peter, therefore lay aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. Hold that there for just a second. Therefore do what? Lay aside. Somebody say lay aside. aside. What's that? That's the weight. You're going to run, you got to lay aside the weight. What is it? All malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, all evil speaking. Keep going as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Keep going. That's okay. We'll stop there. You've got to grow in such a way that, that, that you're desiring the spiritual nutrition that you need. If you're gonna run. Now, I've ran at times when I didn't eat right and it caused me to to run out of energy. As we close here today, some of you have ran out of energy. Some of you ran out of energy because you're carrying weight that you need to cast off today. Some of you are running out because you've not been in the word enough to have the nutrition spiritually. I'm making this as simple as I can and it's just how the Lord gave it to me for you this morning. But we've got to eat properly. We've got to eat the word. We've We've got to get it in our spirit This is a simple message, but we're a simple people. And we simply need Jesus this morning. You want to run well because why? People are watching you. Kids are watching you. Family is watching you. Fathers, you've got family members that need you now. Because one day you may not be here and they're going to need to know how to run. I promise you Kobe Bryant's daughters that are here are saying, I wonder how daddy would have done this. And one day somebody's going to have to tell them how daddy would have done this. Somebody needs to see you run and run well. Somebody needs to hear a vision and hear you cast it well. Stand up on your feet as we close today. If you're here today and you've lost energy, you've been carrying weight, you've been weighted down by life, not necessarily sin, but life, or maybe it is sin. God's speaking to you right now. If you need more of God in your life and you want to run better, you want to run this thing well, if God's speaking you, the count of three, Every head bowed and every eye closed. If God's speaking to you, you want to get your life in in cadence. You want to run rhythmically with God. God's speaking to you today. on On the count of three, just lift your hand. One, two, three. Oh my God, hands are going up everywhere. I want to run with him. Pray with me, Heavenly Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask you to be Lord of my life. I really mean that, Lord. Every area. I give it to you today. Help me to run well. I cast off the weight. And Lord, when the weight tries to get put back on, show me what it is so I can repent, so I can renounce it, so I can run, so I can run run well. Everybody said amen. God bless you. We love you. Have an awesome, awesome week. And your personal prayer minister will be here in the front to pray with you. We thank you for being with us today. God bless you. I am free to run. I am free to run.